So, hey ADHDers, before we jump into the content of today's episode, I want to share something with you. So, a recent study found that inattentive ADHD was strongly associated with underperforming at work, working inefficiently and underachieving one's potential. And I was definitely one of those statistics a few years ago. But then I figured out how to rewire my productivity and my life started to change. And today I'm doing now my master's degree at the University of St. Gallen, an elite university in Switzerland. I worked in an internship for a 500 million revenue company and assisted the CEO with a new corporate strategy. I published over 125 podcast episodes on my first podcast, Catch the Zenith, and on my current podcast, ADHD Power, and published 200, more than 260 articles on social media and my newsletter. And now I would like to share this hard-earned practical knowledge with you in a safe and warm environment with like-minded ADHDers. Apparently, more of you are sick of procrastination than I, uh, than I realized because more people applied for the waiting list on my website than we have spots available for my coaching program. So I'm really excited to announce that we have a new class that begins on May 15, uh, 2023. So the coaching program is simply called the 30-Day ADHD Productivity Boost and it is designed to coach working professionals and entrepreneurs with um, ADHD on overcoming procrastination and enhancing their productivity through proven methods for neurodivergent people. So we will help you make 30 plus hours of progress on avoided put-off tasks in 30 days or less without feeling overwhelmed, anxious or the need to rely on willpower using our three-step ADHD productivity plan. Yeah. So if you are a working professional or an entrepreneur with ADHD struggling with procrastination, inconsistent habits, constant distractions and overwhelm, this program is definitely for you. And we will only accept five new clients and we already have the first spot taken. So welcome Michael to the coaching program. Happy to work with you. And if you want to work with me and my team, you can simply click the link below this episode, yeah, the first link, and you can um, book a call with me and we simply um, will have a friendly conversation, figure out where you're currently at and where you want to go. Okay, so happy to hear from you. So welcome to the ADHD Power Podcast. ADHD Power helps working professionals with ADHD maximize the positives and minimize the negatives of ADHD so that together we can use our superpower, our strength to make the world a better place. Hey, I'm Nicola and I have ADHD. I'm an ADHD productivity coach, master student and podcaster. So welcome to the 41th episode of the ADHD Power Podcast. Today we will speak about the only three things you must do to master your calendar as an ADHD or of course a little bit of clickbaity title, but simply we'll speak about uh, three proven methods um, about your calendar, how you can use your calendar in a really effective and efficient manner. Okay, so let's start. So if you're like many of us ADHDers, you have probably downloaded every calendar app or bought every planner you can get your hands on. Yeah, we are excited and think to ourselves, this one is the answer. Yeah, maybe you know this phenomenon a man on, um, of simply buying, buying, buying your planners. Yeah, or maybe you start a new app 
oh, I figured out, uh, I, I, I heard from Ali Abdal, he's using this fancy new calendar app, I also need to use this app. Or um, I heard from this productivity guru, he's using this to-do list app, oh, I need also to try this. Yeah, I was exactly doing the same few years ago, but unfortunately, it's not too efficient because always when you change from one system to another, what happens is you have this switching costs. Yeah, You need to simply transfer every piece of information from one to-do list or from one calendar to another one. The same applies, for example, to um, your note-taking system. Yeah, Currently, or not cur currently, in general, I'm using note, um, Evernote in combination with Google Docs. And... It took me a while to figure out which note-taking app is actually the best for me because I first realized, okay, Notion is quite it's quite interesting, quite cool, but a little bit too complicated for me. I like it simple, easy. I like it structured. So therefore, I figured out, hey, for that type of person who I am, uh, Evernote suits me well. Okay. So, and the point I wanted to make here is really we are buying new planner, trying new apps, but we are only using it until it isn't that great planner sits, and then this great planner sits unused or never opened. Yeah. So the point is really we, we ADHDers like this novelty. We like to have new things and we use it maybe then in the end, this planner or calendar one, two, three weeks. Yeah. But Unfortunately, at one time, this is not anymore so interesting for our, our uh, ADHD brain. And therefore, we start with something new. But the point is, that is really not so efficient. From my personal experience and my work as an ADHD productivity coach with my clients, I know one thing. The problem, I don't like the word problem, I like it like more to put it in the frame of a challenge, is not the calendar app or planner, it's how we use it. And that's why I will share with you three simple methods that you should um, that should help you no matter what app or planner you choose. Yeah. But before we will, I will share with you those three tips. Short, uh, a foundational principle. What is really important. What I always like to think of is when I start or when I'm using my Google Calendar, when I'm using um, Evernote, my to-do list app, things. I always try to think, hey, how can I make the process of using this system, this app, whatever it is, more efficiently? Yeah, that's really the foundation because then you always have this sense of novelty because you're trying to make it more efficient, but you're still using the same system. So I give you a concrete example. I have, for example, my in Evernote, I'm managing my podcast. So there I have my scripts for my podcast and I manage simply all the content there. And what I figured out over time, hey, actually it's really efficient if I simply uh, create a template, I always can replicate or duplicate for every new episode. So I simply made the process more efficient by having a template. The same applies to my to-do list app. For example, if I do grocery shopping, what I simply do is I have um, simply a list with things I want to buy. Yeah, for example, some vegetables, um, some healthy carbs, yeah, complex carbs, some protein, what is really good for our ADHD brain, 
And I have this long list and I always plus minus use the same. I simply can duplicate, duplicate it. And if I want to change something, add something, I simply add it. Yeah. But the point is really, I have it so made it so efficiently that I simply need to duplicate and I need exactly what I want to buy. And that's especially important for us ADHD because we have sometimes a tendency of going to, going to do grocery, grocery shopping without a list. And then we end up in this situation where we buy chocolate, we buy uh, so many things we actually don't need. And actually they're maybe not so healthy. And if you have a clear list, you simply need to watch your list and you execute on your list simply. Okay. So that's really the foundation of this episode. Always try to think of how can I make the system, the app or your physical planner, whatever it is, more efficient, the process of adding something into your system more efficient. Yeah, I hope that helps. So let's jump into these three simple methods, um, how you can um, use your calendar in a more effective manner. Okay. The first thing regarding your calendar what I always like to use is time blocking. You maybe heard of this um, idea. This is simply about dividing your day into blocks of time dedicated to getting specific specific tasks done. And many famous people are using this technique. For example, Elon Musk is using it. I guess many other CEOs, obviously, Cole Newport, the professor and uh, podcast host of Deep Questions, is also using time blocking. And the reason is really it's so, so efficient. Yeah, it has a reason why people use it because you can always think of, imagine your, imagine, imagine somebody working or executing on a clear plan. This person will only work 40 hours, but then you have a person works 60 plus hours without a plan. Yeah, but the output in the end is still, it still remains the same. Yeah, that's quite interesting because we have on the one side 40 hours, on the other side 60 plus hours. But doing a plan, you could simply save 20 hours of your work week. And that was also one strategy for me, how I could save 20 hours per week. Minimum. It was so easy because simply by uh, having a clear plan. Yeah. Okay. Time blocking. I give you a concrete example how that looks like in your calendar. You might have a block from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. for preparing a presentation for your chief, for your chief, yeah? And then you have another deep work session from 10, 15, after you did a short um, break, for example, till 11 o'clock answering some emails, yeah? And the cool thing is by simply using time blocking, it encourages you to focus on one thing at a time and you avoid multitasking because you can, using time blocking, you have like two sub pillars, using deep work and shallow work. Deep work is simply the idea that you come up with something new. That's really the cognitive demanding work. Yeah. For example, I give you an example. When I uh, created an or was working on an update in my coaching program and was working on my curriculum. I needed to come up with a new curriculum. That's pretty demanding work. Yeah, I need to come up with something new. Or you are writing something, yeah? Or you are preparing a presentation for your chief, a new marketing presentation. Or maybe you are an entrepreneur and do product building, yeah? That is deep work. Shallow work, on the other hand, that is simply work like admin tasks. Yeah, for example, answering emails, answering WhatsApp messages, yeah, 
going through a report. Not something that is really, really needs your, it needs your attention, obviously, but it's, you can do it after you did two or three hours of hard work, yeah? Because it uh, answering WhatsApp or emails is not so, so hard work in the end. So simply shallow work is more those admin tasks, for example, yeah? And personally, I have been using time blocking since 2000, I guess, 19 or 20. And really, it enabled me to save up to 20 hours per week. And that's a, of my week. And that's such a great thing because many of us ADHDers struggle with burnout, obviously. Yeah. Or on the other hand, they struggle with procrastination. Either it doesn't matter in which category you, in which category you are, it will help you to be more productive on the, and to save time in the end, yeah? And simply by having a clear plan to execute on, it increases your productivity massively, yeah? Because what I'm doing simply is always in the evening, I take my 10 minutes or five minutes in my uh, ritual, uh, schedule shutdown, complete ritual, what I um, uh, learned from Cole Newport, and I'm simply planning out my next day, yeah? And then I know exactly what I want to work on the next day, and I don't need to think, yeah? We really want to set a clear direction for the next day because the point why we are doing that is simply imagine yourself in the morning. You need to figure out on what you should work. And if you have ADHD, imagine you're really fast overwhelmed. How you want to figure out in the morning what to do, yeah? First of all, you are uh, simply spending your energy or your decision power on the wrong things. You could do that already the evening before because in the morning you are fresh in your head. You want to do the work, yeah? So really, you don't want to figure out then, okay, if you do it better than nothing, bad plan is still better, but I really uh, invite you to try it out and to see how it works for you. And it depends a little bit, of course, with time blocking, um, what kind of ADHD you are. For some people, it's really appropriate to start with the hardest task. For other ADHDers, it's better to start with the easiest one because it already boosts your dopamine and therefore creates momentum for the next task. Yeah, you understand? <laughs> so uh, that's simply it. So the, sim the first simple method I want to share with you is time blocking, simply dividing your um, day into simple blocks dedicated to getting specific tasks done. Second method, yeah, and this is simply also a little bit also connected obviously with time blocking. You group similar tasks together within the same block of time, yeah. I give you an example for that and by the way it's called time batching. Example, you can answer all your emails and WhatsApp messages in the same block of time, what I shared with you before with shallow work. And the cool thing is really by, by doing that, you save a lot of time. I'll give you another example. Rego imagine yourself living on the countryside, yeah, outside of a city, and you need to go to the city maybe for, you have three things to do in the city. What you don't want to do is you go three times to the city, you go three times home. Because you do this, you simply... Uh, you, you lose so much time. But what you're actually doing is you, you are going one time to the city, yeah, one direction, you do everything what you need to do in the city and you go back to your home. And the same applies to time batching. I give you another example from my podcast. When I record a podcast, 
I wanted to ensure that I finish all related podcast work in one sim single session. Yeah, because in early days, especially it was like that. When I wanted to record a podcast first, I need to set up my equipment. And if I break that into two sessions, I lose time. But I try to do it in one session and to finish it simply time batching, task batching. Yeah, putting them tasks together in one block is really the idea. And the cool thing is then you can name the time block on your calendar by the broader batched category. You could say email, phone calls or sh whatever shopping. Yeah. And you simply name in your calendar the block accordingly. So that was the idea of time batching. Really simple, really easy to apply, but always have that in your uh, mind because um, sometimes it can happen that we maybe. Um, we go to the city, we buy something and because we are impulsive, we totally forget um, when we arrived at home, we should buy something else because when we, because when we want to go to buy something, we only thought of one th simple thing. Yeah, we had this idea, oh, I need to buy this, for example. And then when we arrived at home, we realized, oh, I need actually also a second thing. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Okay. That is simple idea of time batching. Let's move on to the third method, day theming. If you want to avoid using time blocking or time batching, you can assign a broader theme for the entire day. And this works especially well if you have multiple projects running at the same time. Yeah, you can use, for example, your Google Calendar to create an all-day event that repeats weekly. So simple, an event that is in top of the day if you watch your Google Calendar. But you can also apply to a normal physical one, physical calendar. And then you know that you will work, for example, on your side hustle every Tuesday. You can simply create a recurring uh, event that will come uh, show you every single week. That works, of course, in a Google calendar. In a physical one, you need to put it in the calendar every week or you do it one time, yeah, maybe every month. And then you know what you need to do. And the cool thing is really you don't need to think about what to do because your calendar tells you, yeah, you have those, those team days. That's an idea. I'm personally using it not too much, this idea, because I really simply like to really clearly, precisely schedule my days. But that's an idea simply if you are, for example, an entrepreneur and you know that on certain days you want to work on a particular thing or you're maybe an author um, many ADHDers, they read, uh, wrote great books like, for example, Simon Sinek, a really great uh, author. He wrote the book Start With The Why, I guess it's called. And But what I'm simply saying is you can simply day theme also a day. That's also a possibility next to time blocking. If you, Especially because why I'm saying that many ADHDers, when they start with time blocking, they start to think, oh, I need to plan my entire day so precisely. That's not what you need to do. You can do it. I like to do it. But for many of us, it's overwhelming. Yeah, because we think we need to do that, 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 that. And maybe we were, we put too much time blocks in our day. We overwork or, um, and that's can be a little bit overwhelming. Simply what you want is a clear structure of your day. It doesn't, you don't need to set a time block exactly from 7am to 9am and then from 9am to 10am. You can do it, but you simply also could say 7 to 
12 is my first block. Yeah, that's my first work block. And the second is then from 1 p.m. till um, 5 p.m., for example. And then the third block is simply after work, that's leisure time. Then you have three blocks that already gives you this possibility to simply structure a little bit your day that you know, okay, I'm doing plus minus that and then in the afternoon that. Because if you don't have anything in your calendar written, it's quite hard to figure out sometimes. Yeah, so what I'm simply saying is don't feel obligated to structure your day so precisely when you have ADHD. You simply can also create a simple structure with only few blocks. Yeah. Regarding this calendar thing, you know, something what I realized, um, because I started really to live my life based on my calendar. In it, sometimes people say, hey, this is, it's like a chief telling me what to do. My calendar is telling me what to do. And it's like, I don't like this because many of us ADHDs obviously don't like if somebody else tells them what they should do. Yeah, we can be sometimes pretty stubborn. Um, but the point is what I'm saying. Um, really, I see it more as freedom because if I have a calendar, I can decide on myself what on what I want to work. It simply creates massive productivity and it creates freedom because now I have maybe more time to do the things I really want, yeah? That's a cool side effect, yeah? It, it enables me to have freedom in my life, my calendar. And I really um, base my base my day, I have based my day on my simple, on my calendar, yeah? And always, and that's really important, put everything in your calendar. I'm not saying um, you should do your task management there. That's not what I'm saying. I wouldn't recommend that. You are simply planning out your day but things like recurring events like birthdays yeah like um, meeting with somebody always put it in your calendar it has no reason why to remember because as David Allen you maybe may know him said our brain is for having ideas not good for holding them or not for holding them yeah quote unquote and that's definitely true for us ADHD especially because many of us, our working memory sometimes don't work so it doesn't work so well, yeah? So therefore, really always put it directly into your calendar. That's what I'm simply doing. Oh, hey, hey, uh, Patrick, yeah, we have a meeting then and then. I directly put it in my calendar, yeah? Or somebody tells me, oh, yeah, we actually should do that for our group pro uh, project. I directly put it into my to-do list, for example. Or another example could simply be um, a client tells me, hey, I have currently a specific struggle with emotionality. Yeah. Can we discuss that on the next coaching call? I will immediately put that in my to-do list because I need preparation time. Yeah. But if I don't put it in my to-do list, the chance, the, the likelihood is pretty high that I will forget it. Okay. So I hope that helps. And now I want to do a quick rundown of today's episode. So first of all, important is for you, make the system you are using, your calendar system, more efficient by simply trying to make the process of adding something easier. Yeah, capturing something should be easy. Then we spoke about the three simple methods. We spoke about time blocking, dividing your day into blocks, time batching, 
group similar tasks together within the same block of time and day theming. Yeah, simply having a theme of your day. So that was today's episode. I really hope that helps you um, to become more more productive. And as mentioned before, uh, if you want to work with me and really come into practice or simply implement those things and really executing on them, not only listening them, obviously. I know many of us, you are already applied so many strategies in your life, but if you want to really implement those strategies, I guess definitely my coaching program will help you out with that. And you can simply click the link below. And before we end with today's episode... I want to share with you the only way for my team and I to accomplish our mission of helping till 2033, 10,000 working professionals with ADHD overcome procrastination by embracing their ADHD and working with it to unlock their potential is first by reaching them, obviously. So if you have found this episode valuable thus far, or in general, you found the episode valuable, um, would you please take a brief moment right now and leave an honest review of the podcast and, it con- and its contents or send someone who's struggling with ADHD the podcast link. It will cost you zero dollars and less than 10 seconds. And your action will help one more ADHD or overcome procrastination, one more ADHD employee, working professional or entrepreneur will find work that is meaningful for them and one more life change for the better. So really thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I really hope this episode helped you today. Your ADHD productivity coach, Nicola.